Hello, adventurers. I want to take a moment to tell you that all our content can now be found uninterrupted and commercial-free on Apollo Plus. Apollo Plus is a subscription-based service that enhances your audio fiction experience with ad-free access to your favorite shows and exclusive content, while at the same time supporting us all as creators to keep bringing you quality content. Please take a moment to check out Apollo Plus at apollopods.com or download the app in your Google or Apple app stores. Again, that's Apollo Plus, your new home for quality audio fiction. For ten years, I've had nightmares of that night. I saw our home destroyed. woman I had to a mother die this is fine work why have you done this you killed my son greatest teacher was lost as well. No! I couldn't save the one who rescued me. My honor is my life. Dawn of Dragons, Season 1, Episode 1. Reading five fathoms with sand and broken shells, sir. Out to port! The bosun's cry was heard, followed by the familiar and much-anticipated pipe a boy about twenty looked back from the rolling sea. His dark brown eyes fell to the twenty-foot wooden arm he currently straddled. The deck heaved forty feet below his bare feet as he gently swayed with the tide. The once great square sail pulled up where he had tied it off twenty minutes ago, draped below him in billowing waves. He breathed with purpose into his nose and smiled. That smell of the dockside fishery was actually a welcome sign. It always reminded him of copper and cucumbers when it was pleasant. Today was one of those days. He could hear the busy dock with workers and laughing sailors taking to the streets ready to spend their hard-earned coin. He felt the soft brown beard around his chin. Three months. 
He could confirm it had been three months since he smelled and heard Port Lafour. He grinned as he crawled his way to the web-like network of ropes used as a ladder. There's your pay, lads. Thank you for all your help. The stout purser passed out a small bag of coins that jingled to the beach of them in turn. His blue eyes shone from behind the ruddy face and dark orange beard. A smile broke through. <laughs> Welcome home, Zarin. She walked down the street with purpose. Her long blonde hair was pulled back from her soft cheeks. Eyes blue like a deep ocean and lips that seemed to draw you closer pulled back with a smirk as she shook her head ever so slightly. She knew there were eyes on her. She just didn't care. Nor did she ever care for the affections men provided. The dark scales of her armor cast a red hue at the edges, held back at the waist by a braided auburn belt, from of which swung a sheet longsword capped on either end with simple brasswork. It was a sword of purpose, not a fancy wall hanger. It was her paycheck. Her boots fell on the ground strong as she walked. The strength she possessed couldn't be seen where her arms alone rippled as she walked. The smell of sweet meadow flowers mixed with oiled steel and leather as she passed by. She returned from collecting payment for what she politely called a hunt. She was happy. This was another one she was able to subdue without death. She prided herself in returning stolen goods or bringing in wrongdoers without bloodshed. She wasn't a butcher after all. Be certain, though, she made a living off of what she was good at. That sword was as keen as her persuasive voice, and her arm as strong as her startling good looks. Strong, beautiful, and absolutely dangerous. She turned to the door of the shop where the hammer rang against the steel in the next room. Good. She smiled. Opening the door, a wave of heat washed over her the smell of burning coals and hot steel. She saw the young man in a dark leather apron hammering a glowing bar. His dark hair fell like raven's feathers around his face in a very traditional cut. His face was clean-shaven and glistened with sweat about his strong chin. She smiled at her chosen brother. Benedict! He looked up and smiled gently. He put the bar back in the glowing fire and walked to her with a grin. Sophie! He threw his arms around her. When did you get back? <laughs> Just now. I thought I'd stop by before going to the house. Thanks. It's great to see you. Tonight, Cordelia's performing at the Pig and Turtle. Will you join us? Of course. She thought of their little sister. She was amazing with both her flute and her voice. She should not be missed. Great. I'll see you at home. He patted her pauldron's shoulder and returned to the forge. Sophie smiled. As she left, she felt a pang of regret gnaw at her heart. She remembered his brother, the only boy she had ever loved. I miss you. She whispered to herself as she left. If she would have not have been in her own thoughts, she might have noticed the hammer paused for a moment, as Benedict remembered too. Four cups of flour, one cup of sugar, sprinkle of rose water, 
and cinnamon beat six quail eggs. The kitchen was alive with the sounds of pans and smells of fresh baked bread. A woman in a dirty apron was reading from an old scrap of parchment, carefully moving each item as she confirmed the ingredients. She paused and pulled her long red hair back from her face, revealing her slender jaw, high cheekbones, and her pointed ears. There's a decorated lacy cuff of purest silver around her left ear, which shaped like a horse's head from the intricate twisting of the knotwork. Sitting across the oaken countertop sat her younger friend. Long black hair stood in contrast to her white blouse and corset. She was lost in thought as she commanded a small flame to dance over her knuckles, the heat wasn't enough to harm, it was just... Cordelia! Elevive barked, jarring the young girl from a concentration, causing the flame to vanish. Why, uh... Elevive chuckled. Are you gonna help me or what? It's for your employer, after all. Cordelia laughed. <laughs> I'm sorry, I... I was just thinking. Cordelia was embarrassed. She wasn't quite sure how to respond. She hesitated, but Elevive could read through her. About what? Come, you can tell me. It's just, tonight is the first time playing this new song. And it's great you and everyone else will be there, but... She paused and summoned some strength from deep within. I wish father and mother were here. Elevive smiled. Oh, Cordelia. She wiped her hands on a cloth and walked to her wrapping her arms around the young girl. I do too, kiddo. I do too. They both sighed and returned to the kitchen. Cordelia picked up the mixing bowl and spoon as she began adding the ingredients. She smiled suddenly. <laughs> I'm not sure why Avra likes these cookies so much. <laughs> she chuckled. I think they're a little too fancy for a dockside tavern. Elevive looked at her with a smirk. Well... Even a dockside tavern is entitled to a little luxury now and then, I think. She laughed, thinking of the jovial little man. He was shorter than most at about five foot even. Known for bold silks with gold and bronze accessories, the owner of the Pig and Turtle Inn was a kind and fair man. He wasn't a pushover, though, as Elaviv had seen him leap up onto a table in order to dress down a drunken Minotaur sailor who was being aggressively rude with one of the barmaids. Avar loved the ladies that worked for him, but his true vice was sensual luxuries like soft silks, bold perfumes, gentle music, and delicate pastries. Some would whisper he was actually a half-dwarf, given his stature and love for the finer things. The door burst open and in walked Zorin. His deep purple tunic had been fastened over his white deck shirt. Carrying his canvas bag of belongings over one shoulder with a small ivory statuette in the other hand. Yay! Cordelia dropped the spoon into a bowl and ran to him, wrapping him up in a big hug. He chuckled. Whoa there, kiddo! I missed you too! Oh, look, look! I made this as we made the journey to the Southlands. One of the mates had a piece of narwhal's horn. I beat him in a game of dice for it. He smiled proudly, but after seeing the look of disapproval on Elevie's face, quickly continued. So, anyways, I was running the rigging, and really the journey was very calm this time. There were many hours that I had a sitting on the yard arm or on the larboard side, and we had a couple of benches set into the deck. I'd sit there, and I'd whittle on this little guy. He proudly turned the small white dragon over in his hand. 
The head was pulled back to where its chin laid against its bowed throat, forming a strong S-shape. Its lips were pulled back, showing rows of sharp teeth, and the hands and feet were one piece together, with the tail coiled in the original horn's shape to form the base upon which it sat when he placed it on the counter. No matter the fact that Zoran thought it was crude in some areas, Cordelia was entranced. Oh, I love it. She said as she crouched eye-level matching its own gaze. Good. He smiled. Because it's yours. She threw her arms around him. Zoran, I... Thank you. Of course. Zoran said, chuckling, turning to Elaviv. And something for... Elaviv snickered. You know how I... How you hate gifts, yes, I know. Quickly recognizing how she hated to be interrupted as well, Zorn reached into his belt and pulled out the pouch of his earnings, a shameful, apologetic smile across his worried face. Elaviv laughed as she brushed his hand, holding the gold aside, giving him a big hug. Welcome home, you dirty pirate. And they all laughed at the cheery reunion. <laughs> A few hours later, Elaviv was finishing packing the small lady's fingers styled cookies on a shiny silver baking pan she had placed a lace napkin on to make it look more, well, special. They couldn't afford fineries, after all. Benedict, Zoran, and Sophie were all getting caught up. Sophie had returned with a nice bit of money, enough to probably bring in a roast for the week. Zorn had paid the rent up to date, and Benedict had brought in some fresh apples and dried smoked fish from the dock on his way home. Cordelia was absent as she had left to go discuss with Avar the night's event he had planned and how her music would make... This will be a night to remember. Yes, indeed. A night to remember. She chuckled. Port Lafour really was a decent place for them. She missed her trees, but she periodically could leave and find an afternoon hunting in the forest a few miles out of town. A little peace to herself. She had her own memories, after all, and needed time, just herself, and the forest air, to keep those demons at bay. Benedict looked so much like his father, Lucilius, strong and proud. She smiled, and she thought how Cordelia was looking just like Laura Hanna. Zoran was shaping up to be a great man, but humble. Unlike his father, Lord Pallas. She looked at Sophie. Sophie smiled at her friends and nodded as they told their tales, but Sophie's eyes would look out the window and look across the port of Lafour into the red-orange dusk beginning to settle on the town, looking for something. <laughs> Elaviv sighed. She knew that look. Elaviv recognized that look in herself as... She had once loved and lost as well. But that was many years ago. Many more years than the ten years that had followed the children since that one night in Alanakan. Quickly brushing his memory aside, she noted the time. All right. Are we all ready to go? Yes. yes. Everyone excited rose up to go out into the bustling street where the street merchants had begun to pack up for the day or to head and also join the bustling nightlife of the city. Elaviv chuckled again as she glanced protectively at the tray of treats in her hands, Avar's excitement playing in her mind. Hmm. Everyone must come. This will be a night to remember. Yes, indeed. A night to remember. 
Thank you for joining us for Dawn of Dragons. Follow us at dicetowertheater.podbean.com or dicetowertheater at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or WordPress. You can help support and keep this project free at ko-fi.com slash dicetowertheater or by simply sharing us with a friend. Stay with us as we continue the story coming soon.